Well, hello. My name is John Clark, and you are listening to The Jazz Focus, a podcast that seeks to shed a little bit of light on the cobwebby corners of jazz history and some of the interesting recordings that were made all through the period of jazz history. Some things that you may not be familiar with, but hopefully things you'll come to enjoy. The topic of our program today is a legendary clarinet player named Omer Simeon, Omer Victor Simeon, who was born in 1902 in New Orleans. He was a uh, from a Creole family, African-American slash Creole family. Uh, he did not actually start to play music in New Orleans. His family moved when he was fairly young to Chicago, where he grew up. He actually began the study of music there, playing clarinet and studying it with a New Orleans teacher named Lorenzo Tio. Lorenzo Tio was from a family, a very highly regarded family of um, African-American Mexican musicians who were active in New Orleans from the late part of the 19th century. They were very highly trained uh, reed players for the most part, and uh, their list of students uh, extended well into the 20th century. All of the great clarinet players from New Orleans studied with one or the other of the T.O.s. And Lorenzo ended up playing in Chicago for a while uh, in the early 1910s, and uh, he showed... Uh, Omer Simeon had the basics on clarinet. He later remembered Omer Simeon as being his best student and the only student he never had to uh, repeat a lesson with, which is pretty high praise from a music teacher. And uh, Omer Simeon became quite a good clarinet and saxophone player with a very long career playing with a lot of different bands and a lot of different styles, but he was primarily known as a clarinet player in the New Orleans tradition. And we're going to focus today on some of the recordings he made in 1929, thereabouts. Of course, many people are familiar with Simeon's playing from the recordings he made with Jelly Roll Morton and the Red Hot Peppers in 1926 and 27. Even went to New York and recorded with him a little bit later. Um, and he recorded with King Oliver's Dixie Syncopators uh, in Chicago. Later on, he went with the Earl Hines Band and did lots of recordings with all sorts of people like that. But we're going to listen to some lesser-known sessions from the 1920s, 1929 or so. These were all made in Chicago, and uh, they featured some of the uh, hottest jazz talent of that period. This was when uh, most African-American musicians who were... Um, well-trained in music and could read music and so forth were vying for important jobs in theaters and uh, high-profile jobs like that. They paid the best, uh, they were the highest status jobs, and uh, they allowed for a, a stable existence where the musicians could live at home and not tour and make enough money to uh, raise a family and so forth. But on the side, many of the finer jazz players were making recordings, and uh, Omer Simeon was on call uh, frequently during that period. So we're going to listen to some of the small group sides that he did uh, with several different uh, groups and several different trumpet players. So the first one we're going to hear, actually the first two recordings, were done with a trumpet player named Reuben River Reeves. Reuben Reeves was a very fine trumpet player who came from Evansville, Indiana. He was being groomed at the time as a successor, a rival to Louis Armstrong. And uh, Vocalion had hired him to uh, do some recordings with a small group, sort of along the lines of the Louis Armstrong Hot 5 and Hot 7, uh, which he had finished making uh, a year or two before that, before Armstrong went back to New York to resume his career. 
the Reeves recordings didn't have that kind of popularity, but there are some very fine moments on here. Uh, they're all included on one CD. In fact, it doesn't even take quite a CD to make all of Reuben Reeves' recordings. But the first two or three especially that feature Omer Simeon are very, very interesting jazz performances. So we're going to hear two recordings right now. One is called The River Blues and then Papa Skag Stomp. And these were both from May and June of 1929 for the Vocalion label. River uh, Blues features Reuben Reeves on trumpet, his brother Gerald Reeves on trombone, Omer Simeon on clarinet and alto sax now and then, Jimmy Prince on piano, Cecil White on banjo and guitar, and the legendary Chicago drummer Jasper Taylor on drums. And then Papa Skag Stomp is the same band from a couple of months later, or a month later, I should say. We're going to finish up that little mini set with a... Uh, tune called the Tickle Britches Blues, which was recorded by Richard M. Jones and his band. We'll talk about that when the time comes. So let's listen to three sides featuring Omer Simeon's clarinet, the River Blues and Papa Skag Stomp, and then the Tickle Britches Blues. <laughs> Thank you. 
Three Sides Made by Small Group Jazz Bands in Chicago in 1929. The first two, River Blues and Papa Skag Stomp by 
Reuben River Reeves and his River Boys, featuring Reuben River Reeves on trumpet. He was quite a flashy trumpet player. He played with a lot of very fine Chicago bands before leaving Chicago in 1930 to join Cab Calloway in New York. He played with him for a couple of years and then returned to Chicago and did some other work after that. We have Gerald Reeves, his brother on trumpet, and or trombone rather, and of course Omer Simeon, the topic of today's dissertation on clarinet. He played alto sax on a few of those tracks, but I picked a couple of clarinet ones. And uh, we have in the rhythm section, uh, Jimmy Prince on piano, Cecil White playing some very nice bluesy guitar, and Jasper Taylor, who was a really legendary show and jazz drummer in Chicago, made a lot of recordings in the 1920s, played with Erskine Tate, and did quite a few things. In fact, that's possibly where uh, Omer Simeon met uh, Jasper Taylor because he was playing with Erskine Tate about the same time in 1928 to 29. Uh, when Simeon had come to uh, Chicago or began playing professionally I should say, he started playing in some smaller time bands. His first name band was the one led by Charlie Elgar who was a violinist from New Orleans and had a band that operated primarily out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Simeon played with him for a number of years before coming back to Chicago and uh, starting the recording series with Jelly Roll Morton in 1926. He was playing with King Oliver by 1927 and then as I said with uh, Tate in 1928 and uh, making these recordings at the same time. We finished up with a, a curiosity called the Tickle Britches Blues by Richard M. Jones. Now Jones was a piano player from New Orleans who was a songwriter and a promoter. He had an interesting career. He was a uh, um, Barrelhouse piano player. We had a good piano solo by him in there. He was certainly better than Clarence Williams as a piano player and did some interesting jazz things. He also is given credit for writing Trouble in Mind, the blues, and many other tunes as well. And he was a record uh, producer. He was the producer of the Louis Armstrong Hot 5 and 7 series for OK Records, which would give him immortality, even though he didn't play on any of those. So this recording, the Tickle Britches Blues, is a little unusual. Uh, Jones had a whole series of recordings for Victor uh, and occasionally Paramount in the 1920s. And this one featured uh, an interesting little group, Jimmy McCleary on trumpet, uh, who was not on the side we listened to, and neither is Roy Palmer on trombone. I uh, don't know much about Jimmy McCleary, but Roy Palmer was a very well-known New Orleans trombone player of the time. And then two clarinet players, Omer Simeon and a Chicago fellow named Artie Starks, who played with... Um, uh, Jones in, in his groups for many years. He was a, uh, a good clarinet player. And then, of course, uh, Richard M. Jones on piano and a fellow named Clarence Black on violin. So in this recording, we heard the Tickle, uh, Tickle Britches Blues from February 8, 1929. We had the two clarinets, the violin, and the piano. And I believe it was Simeon playing the first chorus of the clarinet solo and Artie Starks on the second. And I'm not sure about the third one. It might have been Simeon again. And then they combined on the out choruses. Very unusual little small group jazz recording. Gives you an idea of the variety of music that was being played and recorded in Chicago at the time. So we're going to go on now to three recordings that were... Uh, sort of under Simeon's name, or at least under his directorship, I guess, from 1929. The first one features a blues singer, actually she was more of a cabaret singer, named Helen Savage, and she does a credible job on this. She is listed as being accompanied by the Dixie Syncopators. This is not the King Oliver Dixie Syncopators, but this is a name that Simeon used, or a similar name to another group that he recorded with a little bit later. So we're going to hear on this recording, Simeon playing clarinet, of course, Shirley Clay on cornet, 
William Barbie on piano, Hayes Albus on bass, actually tuba, and Wallace Bishop on drums. Now, most of these musicians were playing at the time with Earl Hines' band. I don't think uh, Simeon was playing with him quite that early, but he joined the Earl Hines' band uh, in the very early 30s and stayed with him for 10 years. He played lead alto. He was a, a very good musician. He led the saxophone section, played frequent clarinet and baritone sax solos on uh, Hines' recordings from the whole 1930s period. So this song we're going to hear is called It's Bad for Your Soul, and that was from August 21st of 1929. We're going to follow that up with a, a, a curiosity, but a very nice curiosity, a Jelly Roll Morton tune called the Smokehouse Blues, and this is done with a quartet, same date as the Helen Savage recording. It's the Omer Simeon Quartet with Simeon and William Barbie on piano, uh, who people thought might uh, have been a pseudonym for Earl Hines, but uh, probably not. He just played an awful lot like Earl Hines. Uh, kind of remarkable in 1929 that anyone would be able to play that well, but William Barbie did it. And also we have Hayes Alvis on bass, tuba, I keep saying bass, is actually tuba at the time, and Wallace Bishop on drums, and that's called the Smokehouse Blues. At the same recording session, they also did a... Uh, or took a crack at recording Boku Jack, which was, uh, of course, a tune that Louis Armstrong recorded with his Hot Five, the latest later version of the Hot Five featuring Don Redmond's arrangement, which came out as a stock arrangement and uh, several bands played. Uh, but that was not released. In fact, it was re-recorded uh, two, three weeks later on September 11th of 1929 with a significant personnel change. It was a trio this time with Omer Simeon and Earl Hines himself on piano and Claude Roberts on banjo. All these recordings are made in Chicago. So we're going to hear those three recordings. It's Bad for Your Soul, Smokehouse Blues, and Boku Jack. <laughs> Thank you. 
that was some interesting and very fine clarinet playing by Omer Simeon. We finished up with Boku Jack, which uh, was, of course, more famous in the Louis Armstrong version, but uh, was recorded by a number of other bands, including King Oliver's band at uh, one point. But that was a uh, uh, trio version with Earl Hines and... Um, Claude Roberts on banjo, along with Omer Simeon on clarinet. And the performance before that was the Smokehouse Blues, with Omer Simeon, uh, accompanied by William Barbie on piano, Hayes Alvis on tuba, and Wallace Bishop on drums, both of those from the fall of 1929. Now, this was before Simeon had joined Earl Hines' band. Most of these musicians were part of the Earl Hines Orchestra at the time, but as far as I know, uh, Simeon did not join it until 1931, but uh, he and Hines obviously had a mutual regard through this. And uh, I should mention that Smokehouse Blues I had said was a Jelly Roll Morton tune. Morton recorded it on his first session uh, with the Black Bottom Stompers in 1926, and uh, Simeon was, of course, part of that. It was written by a banjo player named Charles Luke, and uh, I had to look him up a little bit. He uh, played with a band, in fact, recorded that very tune under the title of Creole with Ross Reynolds and his Play Gardens Orchestra in 1924. Um, I believe it was a white band who recorded for Janet and probably came from Chicago. And the tune was called Creole at the time, but it's basically the same tune. And if you know the standard Upper Lazy River, well, it's basically the same chord structure as that. So, interesting tune. Then we uh, started with Helen Savage, and uh, it's uh, bad for my. It's bad for your soul, not my soul, but bad for your soul. And that featured Simeon and the same rhythm section of Smokehouse Blues, and also Shirley Clay on trumpet. And Clay was also playing with Earl Hines at the time. So we're going to continue with our uh, Omer Simeon tribute here with a set uh, of four recordings, four of a number of recordings that he uh, did with the trumpet player Jabbo Smith. Jabbo Smith was a kind of a, 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 a almost a legendary figure, I guess. He was another one of the trumpet players who was being set up as a rival to Louis Armstrong, and he had uh, amazing technique and range. Uh, he uh, was really quite a fine jazz player. He played with a number of Chicago big bands, before going to New York, he actually played a couple of sessions with uh, the Duke Ellington uh, band in about 1928 or so, 29, uh, in New York, subbing for Barbara Miley on a session or two. And uh, But he was back in Chicago by 1929 when he made a series of recordings, some of which we're going to hear right now. These were small group recordings that were mostly tunes that Smith wrote, and he uh, is featured singing on some of them, or scat singing on them. He played trumpet. He played trombone on a few recordings as well, and for the first few sessions anyway, Omer Simeon was with him playing clarinet and alto sax, and we're going to hear four tunes from the Jabo Smith uh, sides uh, featuring Omer Simeon. I'll tell you more about them when we get uh, over to the other side there. The first one is called Jazz Battle, followed by Little Willie, Take Your Time, and Ace of Rhythm, all by Jabo Smith featuring Omer Simeon. Thank you. 
recordings were done by Jabbo Smith and his Rhythm Aces for Brunswick in 1929. Uh, now, as I said, Jabbo Smith had been touring with different bands. He made some wonderful recordings in 1927 with Garvin Bushell and James P. Johnson and Fats Waller uh, when he was part of the, uh, I think it was Keep Shuffling, the name of the show, uh, in New York. They were in the pit band for that, and they made some recordings of tunes from that score. And, uh, as I said, he made it to Chicago. He played in a number of different bands after he uh, did a little 
deputizing work with Duke Ellington in New York, and he was engaged to make these recordings, these small group jazz recordings, which are really classics of the style. Unfortunately, they didn't sell very well. Of course, this was not too long before the Depression hit, and uh, the recording industry wasn't doing all that well even before the uh, Depression hit, so a combination of those factors kind of killed the whole thing for a little while. But these recordings were uh, extremely worth making and listening to. We started out with Jazz Battle. By the way, I should mention, all of these were composed by Jabbo Smith and presumably arranged by him as well. Jazz Battle especially had a very intricate little arrangement with some neat stuff between the trumpet and the clarinet of Ormer Simeon. And also, not to be missed, is the wonderful piano playing of Casino Simpson. We talked about William Barbie and how he was a uh, almost a clone of Earl Hines at this point. Casino Simpson was another matter entirely. He was a very original piano stylist, recorded with Jimmy Noon and some other Chicago bands. Uh, and he uh, had a very short career. He had some uh, emotional or mental problems, and he ended up, I think, in a in an institution after not too much uh, time passed after these recordings. We also have Ike Robinson, banjo Ike Robinson on banjo, and uh, he had his own series of recordings, uh, that, a couple of which feature Jabbo Smith and are supposedly uh, features for Omer Simeon, although to my ears they don't sound like Omer Simeon, so I didn't include them on this show. And then we went to uh, the next one, which is called Little Willie Blues, and it has the same band with Hayes Alvis on tuba. We heard him with the various Earl Hines musicians playing with Omer Simeon uh, a little bit ago. Then we went to Take Your Time and uh, The Ace of Rhythm, and all of these featured about the same band. They were made between January and March of 1929, and Jabbo Smith made a number of recordings later on. Uh, the standard discographies list Omer Simeon as being part of almost all of them, but again, to my ears, it sounds like he wasn't part of some of them. I know George James came in later and uh, replaced him on saxophone, but a number of the recordings where he is credited, it just doesn't sound like the um, marvelous playing that we're accustomed to with Omer Simeon. And also, there wasn't much clarinet playing on the later recordings, and hiring Omer Simeon and not having him play clarinet seemed to be a bit of a waste to me, but who knows, I could be a little prejudiced on that. So after uh, Simeon went with Earl Hines, as I said, he stayed with him for about 10 years, he made some recordings here and there uh, outside of the Hines Band. He recorded with Paul Merez and uh, the uh, remnants of the New Orleans Rhythm Kings in 1935 or so. Uh, he substituted on a Fletcher Henderson recording date in, I think it was 1936. Um, somebody couldn't make it, so he uh, came in and played lead alto. He was uh, playing uh, opposite the Henderson Band with the Heinz Band at the Grand Terrace Ballroom in Chicago. Uh, and uh, He stayed, as I said, with the Heinz Band until about 1941. Then he uh, went on the road with Jimmy Lunsford's great band after Willie Smith left. Willie Smith was uh, one of the really great lead alto and stylists of uh, that period and uh, was a good singer and entertainer and a pretty good clarinet player as well. After he left the Lunsford Band, it was hard to replace him, but Omer Simeon managed, and he stayed with Lunsford for several years, touring with him a lot on the West Coast, and it was during one of these tours that Kid Ory uh, came out of retirement and asked Simeon to make some records with him, which he did in 1944. Generally, those are considered the first recordings of the New Orleans Revival, um, and they're really classic recordings from that period. After he uh, left Lunsford, he went back to New York and played a lot of Dixieland gigs. He played with uh, 
um, the de Paris brothers, Sidney and Wilbur de Paris, and finally with the formal Wilbur de Paris New New Orleans band that he toured with for oh, about 10 years or so until he passed away in 1959. But uh, recording quite frequently and always uh, at a very high level of musicality and professionalism. We're going to end up this little salute to Homer Simeon with two tracks that uh, he recorded with a band called the Dixie Serenaders, and we heard uh, the uh, recordings that, uh, or the recording that, um, I'm going to start that one over again, how do you like that? We're going to finish up with two of the four titles that Simeon recorded with a band called the Dixie Rhythm Kings, and this was pretty much the same band that... Uh, had recorded with Helen Savage, that uh, uh, recording we heard earlier in the program, and a bigger band, though. This was uh, two trumpets, Shirley Clay and George Mitchell, both of whom I think were playing with Earl Hines at the time. Cecil Irwin uh, played tenor sax, William Barbie on piano, Claude Roberts on banjo, Hayes Alvis on tuba, and Wallace Bishop on drums. And this was basically the, the larger part of the Earl Hines band from the time. As I mentioned, Simeon wasn't playing with them regularly, but maybe he was subbing with them. I don't know. But he played clarinet and alto sax and directed this recording session for Brunswick in September of 1929. There were four tunes that were recorded, and I'm going to play two of them right now, both of which feature Simeon at some length. One was called Easy Rider, the Easy Rider Blues, uh, traditional blues, I think you'll recognize if you're into this style. And then we're going to play a very different version of a tune by Mel Stitzel that was recorded on one of um, Jelly Roll Morton's early sessions uh, with the uh, Black Bottom Stompers, The Chant. And uh, Morton recorded it quite fast, uh, but this recording is kind of stately, as were some of the other recordings from the period. Uh, the Fletcher Henderson band recorded the stock arrangement. I think this recording we're going to hear is also based on the stock arrangement. And there were a few others from that uh, time period as well, and they were all pretty... Uh, Stately is a good word for it, but uh, very unlike the Morton version, so uh, good for comparison. So we're going to hear those two recordings right now, the Easy Rider Blues and the Chant. <laughs> Thank you. 
there you have it. That uh, Omer Simeon and uh, his uh, estimable talents uh, as a sideman with Reuben Reeves and Jabo Smith and also leading some of his own sessions. He was not known as a leader during his career, but uh, he uh, certainly had the musical abilities to do that and uh, did some very interesting sessions there and had a much more varied and interesting career after this period. But these recordings, just from a few months in 1929, show the versatility that he had as a clarinet and a saxophone player and uh, the high regard that he must have been held in by a lot of musicians in Chicago at the time. So, happy to bring a little Omer Simeon into your life and hope you've enjoyed that. My name is John Clark and this is the Jazz Focus, a continuing series of podcasts which will continue until, uh, well, until I realize that nobody's listening. I hope people are listening. I hope you're enjoying these as well. And uh, I think our next one is going to have a little something to do with Western Swing. I've been listening to the music of Milton Brown and his Brownies and I think I'm going to focus in on some uh, recordings that that band made in the 1930s, especially towards the end of its career. Milton Brown passed away rather suddenly, we'll tell you that story uh, next time, but uh, some of the recordings that were made after he passed away were actually uh, more jazzy than the ones made during his lifetime, although he was a very fine singer and had an excellent band regardless. So, something to look forward to. We'll hear some of the western jazz and swing from the mid to late 1930s done by Milton Brown and his brownies, led by Derwood Brown, his brother, and O.C. Stockard. So, thank you very much for joining us. Once again, John Clark and Jazz Focus, and I'll see you on the other side.